finding the gift in solitude. Is there a gift in solitude? Really, can we ever love being alone, especially in times of COVID? Well, today we are going to find out. I'm talking to Krishna Rupa Welcome to Saha Mindset, episode 12. Today I'm speaking to Krishna Rupa who has been a leadership coach for over 14 years, working with various blue chip organizations globally. Krishna brings with her an experience of coaching, leadership, and transformation. She's also a yoga teacher, of which I have experienced her yoga firsthand, and boy, does it burn, but in a good way. She brings us her knowledge and experience of the gifts that we can get from solitude. This is particularly important, especially in 2020. And as we go into 21, we have no idea how things will be. But one thing we do know for sure is that we have spent a lot of time alone this year. So why not start seeing the gifts in what this time will bring us? So Krishna, welcome to Saha Mindset episode 12. Thank you, Mamta, for inviting me to do this podcast. An absolute pleasure to connect with you and discuss a topic very close to my heart. You are very, very welcome. And we often talk about this, don't we, Krish, about how we just enjoy being alone and having that time. But not many people really understand that. And that's what drove us to talk about it today. Absolutely, yes. So the first question I'd really like to start off with is, what is solitude? Well, let me set the context here by opening this topic up with a quote. He who knows others is wise. He who knows himself is enlightened. And as we come to the end of the year now, this year has changed lives globally with a level of uncertainty, complexity and ambiguity. This pandemic has changed lives globally. And who would have predicted this? And the way that we've had to operate earlier this year, I'm sure you know this as well, being a parent, parents have become teachers with homeschooling, boundaries have become blurred with home and work commitments. Life is extremely hectic and complex. So it is no wonder that mental health is, issues is on the rise by 30%. The constant stimulation that we are placing on our physical, mental and emotional selves is really damaging for our psychological health. Workplace productivity is impacted. And in addition, statistics show that we are interrupted every eight minutes. Oh, wow. So as much as the fact that we are social beings and it's wonderful to connect and aspire to our goals and have our to-do list, the reality is that it is exhausting on a psychological level, not to mention the constant dependency that we've actually got on digital communications with Zoom, conversations that we're having with friends and family. So what is solitude? Solitude is pausing. Solitude is becoming aware of what's going on with ourselves. And it is an invitation to discover who we are by observing our thoughts, our feelings, and coming into that close, intimate connection with our dialogue. I love that, that it's about pausing. So it, we don't have to go anywhere particularly special to be in solitude, to pause. We can just be pausing as we're tidying up the kitchen. So we feel overwhelmed or feel stressed or like we can't think straight, which is something that I hear from a lot of my clients that they feel in the 
chaos and busyness of life. And I personally feel that as well sometimes. So it's an opportunity, I guess, if I'm not mistaken, to reset. Because there can be a lot of misinterpretations around loneliness and just sitting under a tree and meditating. But why is it really necessary, do you feel, Krishna, from your experience in our complex worlds? So you're absolutely right, Mamta. You know, solitude can conjure up feelings of isolation. And if you were to say to somebody that I'm going to just spend some time on my own, it almost feels a little bit alien because we have been conditioned to constantly go from one destination to another. You know, this is a world of doing. But my invitation to the listeners is, can we be? You know, solitude is a state of being. And in that being, being present with you know, yes, if we are cleaning up the kitchen, doing that with no distractions. Um, and there's beauty in that. There is a gift in that. And I think that if anything that COVID has taught us, it is about pausing. It is about slowing down. We need to process what's going on in our mind, the model of reality that we are living in in that moment. And only reflection can really do that. When we're conjured up with so much stimuli, we can't think straight and it leads to poor decision making and exhaustion. Mm, I like that. So, so solitude, you know, you think, well, what will it bring me? Well, it will be, bring you an opportunity to actually stop and reflect. And I think that's very important. Um, and, and really relating this to our thresholds and our levels of resilience and our capacity to absorb, I think it's so important to stop and reflect and to think about what's working and what's not. Often I'll stop in the chaos of managing my kids and work and the house, etc. And think, God, I've been a right grump lately. I've been really short. I've been really curt. What's going on with me? And it's only when I have those moments to myself, and it could be moments within a really incredibly busy day, that I suddenly get some humility around my own behavior and my choices and think about what is available to me. And that reflection, I think, just leads to growth. And when we grow, and what I've seen from my coaching clients and my own personal experience is that when you grow, you evolve and, and you're just a better human being all around. Absolutely. And you said something so um, key here, Mamdad, is that, you know, just by you becoming aware that, oh, you're not in your best uh, place, you're not in the best mood at the moment and you're reactive to your environment because you're constantly on the go. That is such a gift. And then just being able to pause, what you're really doing is you're reflecting, you're processing what's going on, you're acknowledging your feelings, but more so you can then respond to the outer world. And that's a gift. And I'd love to really share my own personal journey of solitude. It's given me the space to process my own emotions, reflect on the decisions that I've made, and most importantly, be present with the here and now. And it's really become a way of life for me because it's provided me with my own internal compass um, to navigate my world and grasp what is going on for me. And this year has been pretty turbulent mm. with the level of hecticness that's, that's uh, around us. So I found a deeper, more compassionate connection to who I am and taking out the time for myself very consciously of daily distractions. And I think it's necessary right now because it's so easy. We, we've learned the art of distractions, but we haven't learned the art of focusing in silence and pausing. I would definitely encourage it. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think you're, you're right. There are, we are spoiled with distraction. We are spoiled and it's, that distraction is so easily accessible. And it isn't 
necessarily just about being on your phone or your device. It's just about looking out of the window and, you know, being pulled towards malls or cafes or restaurants or the buses of like um, eateries and bars. But actually, how often, and I think the, the COVID, the whole pandemic and lockdown has it forced us in a way to not go out because we can't, everything's closed, to think about coming back to ourselves and allowing ourselves not to be distracted. So what tips, Krishna, would you give to anyone who's curious about what solitude is, who wants to give it a go? What should they do? Okay, yes. So there are four steps that I would highly uh, recommend. So step number one, I would suggest really carving out consciously some time during the day where you are not distracted. Paying attention to the thoughts in your mind, your feelings, acknowledging whatever they are, and then being in a state of that solitude, you know, just enjoying that moment of pause. That's number one. And it could be as simple as, you know, you have a five minute ritual after you've dropped off your kids where you can just spend five minutes and focusing on your breath. Journaling is a great way to deepen your own relationship and becoming aware of how you're feeling in that moment in time. And then number three, I would highly recommend meditation is very profound and has a lot of neuroscience behind the powerful practice that meditation has brought to many. It can really help us to come into the present moment and be in a place of being rather than doing. And then the fourth tip is really spending time in nature. Research now suggests that spending time in nature actually changes the biochemistry of the brain. Mm -hmm. And I've been quite fortunate. I live in, a, in an area where there's a lot of green space. So every morning I make a point, I have a little dog and, you know, I walk my dog and it's really, it's away from traffic and you can just really be present, noticing the plants, the greenery, the space, and that can really help you to pause and reflect as well. It sounds so simple and I think a lot of people struggle um, with actually getting their head around that simplicity of it, but it is about switching off the TV, closing that book, putting your phone away in a drawer and maybe going in your garden or looking out of your window and taking time to just be. And as you say, it's five minutes. Now I'm a mother of three kids under nine and life is very busy. I have my own business, work doesn't stop. I sleep with one eye open. And I'm currently writing a book as well. But I would say I couldn't be as calm as I am today if it wasn't for the discipline around a daily practice of just being for at least 20 minutes to half an hour. And this for me feels like such a luxury because it's been hard to achieve, but I've gone from five minutes to 10 minutes to 20 minutes. And you know what I'm trying to encourage here is that everybody gives it a go because it's not rocket science. And even if it seems too easy or too good to be true, really give it a go and you'll see for yourself that it is really a good investment and all around the world will be a happier, kind of place because we'll all be that bit more grounded and yes. peaceful within ourselves so i think krish we're going to do a bit of a meditation aren't we we are so Excellent. this is just a very short meditation to help the listeners today and really give you the experience month out on how it is to just be in the present moment just a few moments of focusing on the here and now so are you ready i am ready wonderful so month i'd like you to just sit comfortably easily 
keep your eyes closed, palms facing upwards, resting on your lap, feet on the ground, and just take a moment to breathe in and breathe out. And taking your attention to your breath, noticing the incoming breath, energizing your body and the outgoing breath, relaxation to your body and mind. And if your mind begins to wonder, bring it back to your breath. Become aware of your thoughts. And whether they are good thoughts or bad thoughts, simply become aware of them. Noticing them like a cloud passing by on a summer's day. Become aware of your feelings. Whether they are good feelings, or bad feelings, pleasant or unpleasant. Simply acknowledge your feelings right now. Become aware of your body the sensations in your body. Your body is a precious gift given to you by nature. Honour your whole body. Taking your attention gradually to your feet, becoming aware of your feet. Your calves. Your thighs. Your back. Your abdomen chest, your arms, your hands, your fingers, and 
relaxing your facial muscles, softening your jaw. Relaxing your whole body. And keeping your eyes closed very gradually, become aware of your body. Wiggling your fingers and your toes. Become aware of the noises in the environment. Noticing the traffic passing by in the background. The people whispering. Accept all the noises in the environment right now. You are in harmony with the environment right this moment. So very gradually taking the awareness to your breath, take a beautiful deep breath in and let go. When you are ready, I'd like you to, in your own time, open your eyes. So how was it for you? Oh, <laughs> that was amazing. That was beautiful. I just feel so grounded. And I'm sure the listeners, I'm sure you guys can all hear the calm in my voice. Um, yeah, it was lovely. It was just so simple, but just lovely. So it doesn't take a, a lot really to just pause and recenter ourselves. It really doesn't. And so Krishna, where can people find you for their own bespoke meditations oh, that you create and all the coaching services that you have and the workshops and the yoga, you know, living in the virtual world now, you can do it all online. So how can people get in touch? What's the best way? So LinkedIn is the main platform. So if anybody wants to contact me, it is Krishna Ruparelia. And the YouTube videos of yoga sessions are going to be coming. I am teaching online. So again, if you are interested, then connect with me on Facebook and also LinkedIn. And then I can share the further details with you. That's fantastic, Krishna. Thank you so much for being a guest on Saha Mindset. Thank you for having me. Love having you. <laughs> and um, look forward to part two. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Stay tuned. And for any more information, please feel free to reach out on Instagram. It's Saha underscore Mumta, LinkedIn, Mumta Saha. And we'll put all of our handles below so you can get in touch with us. Have a beautiful, blissful day and just be. Beat.